Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, back into the fray with our panel. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Just to give you a heads up, after the news at the top of the hour into hour three, we'll be speaking to uh, someone who's advocating for families of autistic children, saying that the Ford government's mishandling that file. That's become uh, an issue, obviously, an incendiary one with uh, the provincial government. And also, too, uh, the salaries for CEOs and directors at Hydro One. Greg Rickford, by the way, is a Minister of Energy, Northern Development and Mines. He'll be joining us in the next hour as well. Well, let me broach it here with our panel, Kim Wright, Carlene Nation, and Joe Mahevic. When the Ford government says they're going to put a cap on uh, the Hydro One CEO, $1.5 million in salary and incentives, uh, some of the directors are saying, well, we can't really attract uh, you know, world-class talent for that sum. $1.5 million is going to leave us light. Uh, it's not the right move to make. Joe, how do you see it? Is it symbolic? Is it appropriate? Uh, is it almost excessive? Andrea Horvath was talking about capping at 450000 during the last election. How do you see it? Well, uh, frankly, I think this plays well for, uh, for Premier Ford. Um, it's good retail politics. And you know what? I actually support this one. Um, there you go. Hang on. He stole my heart. <laughs> it is good public policy. Um, if you look at the entire civil service in Ontario or the entire civil service in the city of Toronto, I'd been on this case uh, in the city of Toronto when uh, I was a councillor. Hydro executives are paid far beyond what anyone else is paid in the civil service at each of those uh, each of those two orders of government, two and three times above the pay of the top civil servant in the case of the city of Toronto. And I imagine that's the same uh, thing uh, at the province of Ontario. So a pay cap is absolutely appropriate to hydro workers. And I understand it's not just the senior person, but it's the next next uh, level down as well. Mm-hmm. We'll have some controls in place. And, you know, when I uh, checked this story out on the, on the uh, Toronto Star, uh, 50% of people are actually supporting it. So I, I think, given the given that there is, and on this side of the equation, fourteen dollar minimum wage, folks, and Doug needs to fix that, of course. Mm. Um, th- there's a whole crowd of people that can't make ends meet, and when they see excessive salaries out there, when you see the trend lines going like going. Well, the last apart, guy was making six million, and he sent him packing. Yeah. All right, which, again, uh, it engendered a lot of criticism because the cost of the separation as well as, you know, the meddling that was uh, the reason that the Avista deal got killed out there in Washington State. But uh, And when the Star's editorial board echoes your sentiment that Doug Ford's got it right, uh, I guess my heart will stop beating. Uh, but let me get to Carlene Nation. I mean, was it right, right to right. Put, you know, <laughs> it, it, Don't I know but it. But clearly this was, um, this was Doug, one of Doug Ford's biggest promises when he ran in the election. He said he was going to uh, cut down the salary from the $6 million man and and wound up, uh, in, in fact, uh, jettisoning that, that person. At $1.5 million, it's still very competitive to get a hydro CEO at that 
salary level plus all the other incentives thrown in. I think it's quite a, a nice salary package. And uh, uh, given, yes, that many CEOs in Canada, their salary is 200 times the average worker. It's, it's, it, the salaries are climbing out there. But at $1.5 million, yes, it's, you, it's still very competitive. You'll still have a lot of people competing to be the CEO of uh, of hydro. All right. Well, they also proposed up to 1.86 million for executive vice presidents and 140,000 a year for directors. Hey, uh, they can hire me for that money. I'll well, run hydro well, for them. All right. That. Well, by the way, uh, that seems to be the same stipend as the head of the EQAO. Uh, you know the. Uh, equi- it's 140,000. Well, jump change. Well, this went was... from 3,600 to 146,000. So it's not exactly chump change, but it, it, it is. It, the conversations around executive compensation are always something that make great headlines. But I think, and, and Mr. Rickford, I will give him credit on, on this particular portion of his multiple portfolios he has. I think he got it right on this one, uh, certainly on the politics of this. We'll see how it ends up uh, shaking out in the end. People want to make sure the lights are on. The last time the Tories were in government, the lights didn't stay on. And that concerns people. Wait a minute, no, when did they go off? That was 15 years ago. Well, was it the was blackout? the last time they were in government. <laughs> Is that the blackout it you're talking about? It was the blackout, Yeah, but yes. that was, wait a minute, that was sourced in Ohio. There was a lot of things that were happening that they need to get, <laughs> The they whole eastern sure. seaboard was I, out. I remember. Okay, but yeah, but you're pinning that on the Tories? Well, they did a whole bunch of changes <laughs> to the public hydro system that actually were problematic. But, but, you're, but are you what kidding I'm, me? What Come I'm on, suggesting Kim. is that Minister Rickford, on this portions of his various portfolios, and he has a lot of portfolios, uh, he's getting it right, where I think he's he is failing uh, uh, in in some of his ministerial responsibilities around the Indigenous Affairs side of things, and, we, and we've seen... Uh, certainly more and more tragic deaths up and uh, up in northern Ontario in, in Cat Lake uh, today uh, that he needs to really get uh, get better housing stock, getting in, in electricity up to the, up to these communities, getting clean water into these communities. And that should be an uh, I, I've maintained that should be a separate ministerial responsibility beyond Minister. Well, you know what? I'll portfolios. ask him about that. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where the liberals were in power for 15 years. And they abandoned these files. The autism file, I'm going to talk about after the news at the top of the hour. Same thing. I mean, and, uh, and what, and there needed to be changes. And people have used the autism file for years as ways of, you, you almost, you could almost hear people cringing. Oh, there must be an election because we're going to tinker around with autism funding. What I take great exception to this government and what they've done uh, is changing some of the cap rules uh, and changing the waiting list, where right now, it, it, under the new setup, two people making minimum wage would not qualify uh, to get assistance and support. That is unconscionable to me. Wait a minute. It says up to, if you're making uh, less than $55,000, you could qualify for the max, max out at $140,000. What we've seen when when people started running the numbers is that two people making minimum wage, and this was a question that came up, uh, you know, they would not have, they wouldn't qualify. And that well, to wait, me there's is, a sliding scale, uh, and you'd qualify. There needs to be so many more supports. There need to be so much more access to supports, especially in rural. We don't and disagree. But so to say that we have, you know, the, where's the money coming from? Though this is the question: How do you square the circle where everybody? I mean, in uh, and, the whole healthcare field needs money, but. 15 years of liberal malfeasance and misrule. I don't disagree they, that the 15 the liberals, years was the problem. No, I, the I, disagree, have... I disagree by the way in which they're doing it in, in such a way that is going to eliminate a lot of people off a wait list immediately. 
and move and move forward uh, with creating these new rules and having people, especially in rural and remote communities that don't have the same sets of access to services that we enjoy here in downtown Toronto. Uh, that to me is a problem, and that's going to be a big problem for them on the healthcare file writ large. I think uh, I think you've totally just ignored the disaster that was created by the Liberals on this particular file with the autism parents with autism not getting any services whatsoever. I mean, this is uh, not a perfect situation. The government is trying to address what is a disaster for these families over the past 15 years. It's not perfect, and yes, they're starting out. They're 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 trying to fix this thing it's not gonna it's not gonna the whole thing with autism and supporting all these Look, young the children the and young so people long to get to uh, it is taking a, is atrocious. no taking uh, the, uh, trying to fix this it's not going to be fixed overnight so i think we need to hold back well under the liberals plan, kids were aging out of intensive therapy and, after and as year, I, five as I years said, of age i think the way that the liberals handled that and mm. and and ragged the puck frankly on it for quite too long was a was just completely unconscionable to me what they what i believe the tories need to do is sit down with the actual stakeholder groups and with these parent groups and find out ways in which it works Ways that works. That's what they're doing. Doug said he was going to consult with the families and hear their stories. Listen, I've got to take a time out when we come back. Joe, we didn't forget about you. I mean, other folks. Executive compensation is too high. Okay. In this province, well, you know, uh, which is how we started this round. Well, you know, and uh, the CEO the of Toronto... Rich are getting com- richer, poor are getting poor. That's not fair. The CEO of Toronto Community Housing just took a walk. Uh, yeah. We'll find out for better or for worse. Joe, I know that's uh, right in your wheelhouse, so we'll come back, talk about that as a topic worthy of discussion with more of our panel in moments on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.